What kind of stuff do you get in this podcast? Dream interpretation, astral travel, reincarnation, self-care, and so much more. Hi, this is Bernadette, and I'm the host of Spirituality and Self-Love in the Modern World podcast. Please do not forget to share this episode to Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and subscribe as well. Okay, kisses to everybody and take care of yourselves. Bye. All right. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited because I have DJ Nicole Vose Stillings the breakout star the only breakout star seriously the only (laughs) star from the big shot with bethany i am going to try to get to know better today spiritually mentally emotionally too bad not physically because i'm in san francisco and i think you say you're in florida right now right now i am but i go between florida and new york You go between Florida and New York. I actually have been thinking two days ago to use my flying points to go visit and party in New York. So if you are DJing anywhere, I will let you know the dates in case you are around. I would love, I would love to come to a party where you DJ. Sounds good. That's just, we're just getting heated back up with events. Really? I never been to the Hamptons too. So that would be an I that would be an idea as well. Yo, I kind of feel very in- intimidated with the Hamptons. I feel like I need to act a certain way. Um, I don't think it's about acting a certain way. It's just, you know, it's it's you gotta have like a friend with a house or the hotel can be, you know, just kind of pricey compared to very many other beaches that are also lovely. Have you been to San Francisco? I have, but not since I was young, probably like 10 years old. What about Los Angeles? I go to LA at least a couple times a year. I've DJed many, many times in LA. Uh, Shore Bar, Peppermint Lounge, um, Guilt Group used to do a warehouse sale out there a couple times a year. So yeah. Yeah, I was also thinking of going to LA because I want to go to, I, I now that things are opening up, I have a lot of ideas because I found out that I have points that I can use for the hotel, for the accommodation, and for the flight. So I'm excited. That's you awesome. Know? You deserve like a vacation, girl. By the pool. Sorry, what did you say? I said you deserve a vacation, girl. Get it. You know what I had in mind? I was thinking of doing the whole Lisa Vanderpump restaurant tour. I'll fly in on Friday, uh, powder my nose and go to Sur for dinner, wake up tomorrow, go to Villa Blanca for lunch. And then after that, go to Vanderpump Dogs and then go back to the hotel and then come back to Tom Tom to party. Sounds like a fun time. Now let's do it. Why don't you come to LA? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. All right. I don't want to, I don't want to shoot too much banter because I know you're in a strict schedule. How has life been since the big shot ended? Yeah, so I think um, I think it's a weird experience, right? Because when you go on TV, um, you have all these expectations about what it's going to be like. But on the other side, you know, life is all about expectations. But oftentimes in any big project, any big career move, any big 
you know, experience that's new to us, we don't always know what it's going to be like on the other side. So I think for me, it's been certainly a a process where I wanted to, you know, breathe through it, process everything, learn what the takeaways are and figure out, you know, kind of like what's next, what can I take with me from this journey into where I'm going. Aren't you doing a podcast tour? How many podcasts have you done so far? Yeah, so I I have a podcast. I've been podcasting for over a year. I had um What? Big Queen Energy. Big Queen Energy, yes. Yeah. Big Queen Energy. Even get that idea from how did that come about? Because I know Big Dick Energy, but how did you come up? Yeah, let's make it to Big Queen Energy. How did that come about? Yeah, for me, it was just, it was, you know, being a queen was something that inspires me. It reminds me that to just be my best self every single day. I used it during filming the big shot with Bethany. I had a moment in the middle of that photo shoot where I needed to go into the bathroom and just do a mindset adjustment on myself and remind myself that I'm a queen. I'm not going to let somebody in their insecurities rip me down, that I'm not going to rip other women down, that I'm a person who truly cares about lifting other people up. Am I perfect? No, but do I do a good job most days? Yeah. So, you know, being a queen just became a mantra for me. And then big queen energy is really because it's, you can be serious, but also be playful. You know, we talk about serious topics. We talk about mindset hacks, manifestation, routines, tips for success, but we talk about them in a fun, humorous girl chatty kind of way that actually helps people you know, implement these things into their everyday lives. The name really sticks, Big Queen Energy. It rolls off your tongue. You almost have like a brand right there. Hey, you can, uh, you can have a Big big Queen Energy Margarita. <laughs> Maybe we should have Big Queen Energy Margaritas. Do you, I think Bethany would love that. Because it's not tipsy, girl, right? She calls Sonia. Did you, saw, did you see that episode? Which she- I did, yeah. That tipsy girl thing. She was very upset about that. I guess big queen energy would be different. But if I ever do a beverage, it would probably be rosé or, you know, something different. I do love me some hard seltzer. Love a good White Claw. Love a good Truly. So is that alcohol? It is a hard seltzer. You've never had a hard seltzer? No. What what is it? It's just, I mean, I don't know the exact makings of it, but it's more like it's a malted fermented alcohol. That's more like a beer. It's only 5% alcohol comes in a can. It's not as fancy schmancy as a, what's a brand name for that? White Claw. White Claw. Okay. I'm going to check that out. White Claw. And today's the first day of San Francisco, California reopening where we don't have to wear a mask outside, where everything is open 100%. It really does feel a lot different. I feel like people are a lot happier, even though there are people wearing masks outside, but it's just so exciting that you can feel this collective energy. You just walk outside and people are just like happy, happy. Anyway, I also wanted to ask because when I, I binge watch a lot of shows and one of the last shows that I binge watch was Big Shot with Bethany. Every time I stop, finish watching a show, I feel something ended. I feel a little bit empty. I, I, yeah. I, I feel a little lost. 
how how do you feel first when you start filming and then now the fin and the finale do you that's feel funny that? that you said that because I, I mean i guess you would feel that a little as a viewer um yeah, but then that. but then for you you would just move on to the next thing so <laughs> For me, no, it's, it certainly was a very big part of my life for several months. You know, it was, uh, you know, door to door. I worked on that project for about a year in terms of the application process, the interview process, you know, filming, and then it coming to fruition and launching on HBO Max. So yeah, it totally, you know, it does feel weird. It does feel like there's a little void in my life, you know, yeah. now that it's, 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 kind of over but it's not really over because it's still you know it's a streamer so there's definitely new people finding out about it every day yeah you just need to change that energy you know everything is just energy so you have to change that void into something something else you know something else what was there a point during the filming of big shot with bethany where you felt oh maybe something didn't feel didn't feel quite on point yeah, I mean, I think, you know, in that photo shoot, that was a very kind of like culmination of my fears, right? Like I went on the show because I respect Bethany because I was excited to compete. I was, you know, it was a lot of skill sets that I had developed over my career and as well as my time being an entrepreneur that I thought I could showcase and do a good job for her. So, you know, certainly when she was really upset with me during that photo shoot, that was kind of shocking for me because I really was there. I had given up a lot to be there. And, and I was there to support her. I really wanted to get great content to help her out, to learn from her and help her grow. So yeah, it was definitely pretty shocking that we were having so many disagreements in such a short period of time. I could barely tell right from left. I didn't really, things were falling apart faster than I could fix them. And you know, projection, the psychology of projection Projection refers to unconsciously taking unwanted emotions or personality that, you know, that you don't like about yourself and attributing it to someone else. I think Bethany is projecting on you. That's my take on it. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. I think I think that her and I are very similar in some ways and, and maybe... Maybe she, I mean, she, at one point she says, you know, it's going to be skinny Nicole by Tuesday. So that would lead me to believe that maybe some part of her felt a little threatened by me. Although I would never storm into somebody else's show or company and try to, to rip it out from under them. Cause that's just not the kind of person that I am. I think the pie is large enough for all of us. I think one of the things that she sees in you I don't want to say this bad about Bethany, but I think the projection is because you're very warm. You're very easy to talk to. You're not defensive when, you know, like when you don't have a barrier, when somebody talks to you, you're like, great, I want to know more about you, blah, 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 blah. You don't, you're not coming from a defensive place like Bethany is like, oh, what does she want? What does she want to do? And I, and I think there's a lot of that. That is my take. That is my take of, that was my take of it. I, I, I saw right through it. I was like, oh, she just doesn't, she just cannot, for some reason, it's very hard for Bethany to just be nurturing in public because she gave you so much crap for not checking in on her when she was changing. But then she did not give any crap to Corey who asked three women if they want to go topless. 
Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, it's totally agree. playing with yeah. her own games. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I think once again, she had her agenda there. And also, you know, and I think this is a thing that I've dealt with throughout my life. When you're a strong person, uh-huh. people feel you can take more, right? So they'll give you more shit, but they might give you more work too. They might be harder on you, but that's because they think that you have what it takes to get to the next level. So, you know, I think ultimately maybe she was harder on me, but at the end of the day in that elimination, Brie went home and I stayed, you know? Do you, do people get recognized? Do you get recognized a lot? I mean, sometimes I don't want to be like, it's, you know, I'm not um, on what, like, what's a show that went very viral, right? Like too hot to handle or love is blind. I mean, that's like, you know, every single person in the pandemic watched that show, right? Or Tiger King, you would, you know, if you saw Carol or him walking around, you would definitely know who they are. But I think sometimes, and, and sometimes it's just because someone came to an event that I DJed and they really connected with the music and loved the vibe. And they, you know, they feel compelled to tell me that, which is always a beautiful thing. Okay. So one of the things that I wanted to ask also is about trusting your gut. So that empty stomach feeling that you have in your gut, you don't really trust it because you don't know how to verbalize it. Do you have any experiences where you didn't trust your gut and you regretted it? Yeah, of course. So I would say this experience with the big shot is not that, you know, I, I have had experiences where I didn't trust my gut. And so because of that, I now know that when it's a big project like this, when the stakes are very high, when it's high risk, when, you know, I'm being asked to close down my business, to, to leave, to do something else for months at a time that I really need to be sure about it. Right. Because at this point that I'm at in my career, that's asking a lot, right. So that I need to be sure that no matter what I'm pursuing, what feels right, what feels genuine and authentic to me. So, you know, for example, there was a project maybe two years ago and it ended about a year and a couple months ago now, but it was a, was a different project, a different podcast project with Spotify uh, that I had been contracted for with another agent and another co-host. And the vibes were just off. You know, I, I wanted to talk about positivity and love and lifting women up and things that I think could improve our audience's experience in the world. And the co-host really was into, you know, reality TV drama and celebrity drama. And it's, I like celebrities. I like, I watch all this stuff myself, but I'm not going to be like, I'm a buff on all of that. And I don't really like talking about somebody's drug habits. You know, I wish them well. I hope that they can find, you know, spirituality or faith or, you know, a, a AA or whatever, you know, path forward for themselves. So for me, I think that project seemed really shiny. It seemed like it was a good fit at the time. And then when I got further down the road, I was kind of locked in on a contract and whatnot. But I started realizing as it unfolded that I wasn't going to be able to sway it. You know, it was like two against one. So I wasn't going to be able to sway it as much in a direction of something that would be truly a fit for me. Mm-hmm. And my intuition told me that from day one, that it was, it was probably the wrong fit, but who's going to pass up a deal with Spotify when you're a yeah. new podcaster, you know what I mean? So, you know, you live and you learn. And it, certainly I learned a ton 
on that project. And then, you know, even from doing that project, I knew before approaching this project, before going fully down, you know, the spiral of interviews and contracts and everything that I really wanted to be sure that I wanted to meditate and ask my, my, you know, ask my inner guidance, is this right for me? And sometimes you don't get that answer in five seconds. Sometimes you, you don't get that answer in a morning. You don't get that answer in a week or three weeks or a month meditating. Like sometimes these answers can take time to come for us. You know, there's ways to ask for signs. There's ways to be more perceptive and clued in to what the messages are that the universe is trying to give to you. But when we get so busy in the hustle and bustle of daily life, we can often forget to listen. And I'm just like everybody else. You know, I'm just a normal person that can get super wrapped up in my performance schedule and my travel schedule. And, and what, what outfit am I wearing to this gig? Like no one really cares, right? And, and forget to think about the more meaningful things in life. And I think, you know, that's been one of the the blessings in disguise from the pandemic is that this time off, this time at home has forced us all to really kind of evaluate what truly matters. And, and when you know what matters, that clarity that you're looking for, that intuition will come eventually. That gut instinct that you got, the good vibes that you got from the Spotify deal, when it didn't work out, was it the people or the contract? It was actually more, it was more bad vibes. First of all, like I didn't think, I, I did not think that it was truly 100% the right opportunity for me. Gotcha. I knew that from the beginning, but uh, I took it anyway because it was an opportunity. Right. And I was grateful yeah. to have this opportunity. And even looking back on it, I wouldn't change anything because it improved. It up-leveled my podcast skills tenfold. So, I mean, I was paid to practice, right? So, I mean, that's an ideal situation that most people are not in, right? You're a podcaster too. Nobody probably paid you to do your first 25 podcasts, right? So, and that, you know, it's, it's hard at first. You're nervous. You need mic training. You want to get good at it. You want to learn script writing, you know? So there's a lot of stuff that you're learning and trying to keep up with in the beginning. So looking back on it was certainly the right thing to take that opportunity to learn from it. But I knew that long-term, as much as I wanted it to be, long-term, something just didn't feel right. I didn't know what. Um, the contract wasn't great, but it wasn't totally predatory. The team was pretty good, or at least so I thought in the beginning. But it, it, you know, it turned out that there were more splits between me and the team than I had anticipated. And, and we just were kind of you know, in life with people, right? This is true in, in romantic relationships, true too. You either grow together or you grow apart. Yes. You know, and, and everyone's growing every single day, whether we notice it or not, right? That's why I love yoga. Because in my yoga practice, I can see every time I go and sit on that mat and I don't go every day, but I go at least two or three times a week. I can tell, oh, I got a little deeper in this pose. Oh, my headstand was a little little like less shaky today, you know, whatever. So know you can see that, right. You can see that incremental growth, yes. no matter what, whether you can see it or not, all of us are always growing every single day in some direction. And me and that previous partner, were just growing further and further apart. The split was getting bigger. The pressure was getting more intense and, and, you know, the, the glue of the third party in there, the agent trying to hold us together was just not enough to, to stick it production you have an agent and everything we did I mean once again that was just something that came to me I didn't stay on board 
with them after. That was uh, really just for that project. Gotcha. And when did you figure out that you wanted to leave your marketing company and be your own entrepreneur? What was that point? Because you, you're, you're an entrepreneur right now, right? You're not working for anybody else. Huh? Yep. What prompted you to say bye? <laughs> bye, Felicia. Yeah. Um, no, so. I'm very interested to know. I, I mean, I think it's it wasn't. There was like a, maybe a pivotal moment looking back, but it wasn't any just one thing. Okay. You know, I had been working in marketing for almost five years because I graduated school a year early. So I had, I was working when people were still in college, when my friends were out partying, I was working, I was making money. I was, I was living the life because I was still, you know, living in cheap housing that I think my, I don't know who was paying for it. Maybe I was, maybe my parents were, but it's, I was, I finished school early. So everybody was thrilled that I wasn't, you know, that I was out paying my bills and, and working on my career. So I, you know, I had been working for a while at that point, And I realized that if you are selling a service, you can only sell so many hours that you can work in a day. And at an agency, that's all you're selling, right? Is your hours, your time. And if you, you know, then there's an upward cap, first of all, on the income that you can make. Um, when you work for somebody else, there's also a, a cap on the people that you can impact, right? And the work that I was doing was valuable. And I certainly learned a ton by doing that social media, digital marketing and event work, but I didn't feel that I was um, making a difference in people's lives in a way that truly brought people joy that uplifted them so much. I mean, I do like fashion and a lot of my clients were fashion. So it certainly was a passion of mine, mm. but I was not living out my purpose. And it just became more and more clear because I think, look, the job was very demanding. My boss at the time was very, very demanding, like similar to a Bethany. So I've had experience working for people that expect excellence. And I understand that as a boss too, when you're spending time training somebody and paying good money for that, I get it, right? I'm, I'm, I am not easy on the people that work on my team, but I'm also not excessively hard on them either, you know? But I, I do have expectations that they try. And if they can't figure, they at least try to figure it out first before they come to me, right? You know, so I think, it just became more clear that if I was going to work 70 or 80 hours a week on something, first of all, I wanted to be financially rewarded for that time more than I was currently being compensated, even though, you know, I was doing very well for my age at that time career wise. But secondly, I wanted to work on something that was just a little bit more meaningful to me, something that pushing through those really long nights and weekend shit, like I was really working a lot of weekends. I wanted to really give a shit about it if I was going to work most weekends. And the reality was, is in social media, you are working most weekends. And this was before scheduling programs were out. So now that's probably not always the case, but like I was bringing in a, a laptop with me to brunch. I mean, or an iPad at least, you know, it was, there were moments that were very, very stressful in that job. And, you know, I just, I knew that there was more out there for me, but I didn't, even when I left, I knew that I could DJ. I knew that I had a skill I could sell, but it was still selling my time as a service. So I knew that wouldn't be the be all end all of it. Um, and I think for me, what's, what's the biggest takeaway from even doing the big shot with Bethany and the trajectory that I've had in my career is that as women that are strong, as women that, you know, get to take on somewhat of a role model role in society, it's really paramount it's so important that we lift other women up mm -hmm. 
And so to me, that's what I truly want to dedicate my future to. And, and on that note, I've started a mentorship that we just launched this week called Queens of Creation. Um, so creation. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a playoff big queen energy, but it's, it's a very specific eight week course that we go in and we look at everything that these women are feelings and, and we readjust their mindsets. So I have specific tools and a morning routine that will help people think more, have more clarity in their career, on their goals, on their purpose, um, as well as affirm their values, their mantras, their purpose, what matters to them every single day so that they can stay in that light, loving, powerful, positive energy every day, if not every day, most days of the week, right? Because it's not, you know, it's a strong, right? Not if we're not, everybody goes through things. Everybody goes through ups and downs. So it's just mentorship on zoom. Yes. It's over zoom. How, how does it work? Tell, tell us more about it. Tell us the, is it out yet? Where any website to go check it out? So the website is in process. We already have women in the program. So if anybody wants more information, the best way is to email us or DM me on Instagram. Okay. Um, and I'm happy, you know, we can share the, what will be on the final website before, but it's an eight week oh, course. And this is a beta only selected. It's a beta. Yeah. I mean, it, but it's always going to be, you know, it needs to be people that women that are fit for the program. So they need to have done some work on themselves already. You know, they can't be, this is not a program that's for the person who's never read a single self-help book. Who's never once meditated. Like if you have never done anything for your own development, this course would be way too much to process. And it's, if you're joining group coaching, I wouldn't be able to take them through all of the specifics. They would have, there'd just be content that would be a gap for them. Now, of course I could do one-on-one. I have a few one-on-one clients that I just started working with. Grab my charger. It's blank. okay. Yeah. I can't uh, we just started working with a few one-on-one people too. And so it, when it's one-on-one, we can kind of go at that slower place. So slower pace and explain things that might be new or might be, you know, unfamiliar or that they might, you know, let's say that they were trying to meditate for the last three years. And it's something that they're re- really, really struggling with. Now I have specific experience in that. I started training myself to meditate when my father died six years ago and I had to try everything to get good at it. So if somebody wants to, you know, go through all the different styles of meditation with me on a one-on-one, that's something that we can do. Right. But that's going that deep on any one topic is not the point of the course. The course is supposed to build their mindset tool that they read to align themselves every single morning and any time where they feel like they're out of alignment, you know? How many levels in the course uh, and how many days? It's eight weeks. We meet once a week for an hour and then they have journaling assignments and homework um, during the week when we're not in the course, but they can do that at their own pace. They just have to send it to me 48 hours before our meeting so that I can pick up on the themes, you know, and make sure to address any, any areas where they are still trying to improve their mindset. Okay. So if anyone is interested, go to DJ Nicole Rose Stillings, DJ Nicole Rose Stillings on Instagram and direct message her. Yeah, it's well, it's just Nicole. If you type in Nicole Rose, it's going to come up, but it's Nicole Rose Stillings. Or if you type in DJ Rose, it will come up. We have a link in my link in bio about with a little bit of information on it, and we can certainly share more. How many people do you have in the course so far? 
we have about 10. You have about 10. And how long is this? Uh, so it's an eight, it's an eight week course. And then you finish the eight week course. And then you have another level to go after that if you want to is that if people want to stay on for more after they it's going to be on an individual basis, right? So I'll meet with everybody at the end of the course and see where they're still looking to improve. So if they want to stay on and keep learning if there's areas where I feel like I can help them improve their mindset, a project they're working on, you know, like a couple of my girls have so many things that they want to do. And we just cannot cover all of that in this eight week course that I've already suggested to three of them. Like we'll talk about doing one-on-ones after the group coaching session, because I can help you with the podcast, with your strategy here, with, you know, getting more clarity on your career, but that's not what this was built for. This was built for your morning routine, for your mindset tool. So, you know, we're happy to do that afterward. Gotcha. 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 What prompted you to create this curriculum, this course, this mentorship program? Cause you are the person doing it, right? You are the one who's going to be showing up and teaching, teaching them all about it. Right. But it's, you, you didn't hire like different, different people to do different subjects. It's all you. Correct. Yep. It's all me. Um, and the reason is because these are all tools that I built myself. So nobody else is selling anything like this because, you know, there's plenty of things out there in courses and coaching programs that you can do, but this is for somebody who is trying to up-level their own mindset, attract their goals and dreams and manifest faster. And so these are proven techniques that work for me that are researched, that it's not just laws, the law of attraction, right? Obviously I believe in a lot of that, but it is digging into the neuroscience behind why some of these laws actually work and how you can implement this into your life. So this is really about rewiring your brain to make you the most powerful next version of yourself. And these are all things that I had to do from time to time to get to every next step in my career. I had to do this. So when you become an entrepreneur, you know, it's a rocky road, right? I had to find tools to continue to motivate myself, to continue to uplevel myself, to keep my mindset in check when things were hard. And sometimes things were hard for a month or two months or three months. Right. And then I've been through a lot of other just challenges in life. Like losing my father in my mid twenties was, was something that also helped me refine this program because it was hard for me to get out of bed. I needed motivation to get out of bed and show up in the world at that time. So it's really just pulling on my eight years of experience and entrepreneurship and through dealing with the ups and downs of life to show people how to maintain a rock solid mindset so that they can get to their goals too. And in this Zoom um, mentorship, is it one-on-one or with a uh, bunch of people? So we have two programs. Some people are in group. And some people are doing one-on-one. So what, like I said, it's, you know, we talk to everybody personally to kind of figure out where they're at, exactly what it is that they want help on. If they're in group coaching, it's a set curriculum, right? So we need to really go by that curriculum because that's only fair to the other people that paid money and signed up for that lesson plan. Um, But if it's not, you know, if it's, if it's just in one-on-one, then we can kind of be more fluid and I can, tend a little bit more to areas where they might need more TLC, more growth, more learning before getting into some of that curriculum. So it kind of can go both ways, but obviously, you know, it's, it's more of my time and it's a bigger financial commitment to work one-on-one. And in the course, 
what kind of subjects will you be touching? Uh, what would be, for example, your morning ritual be? So the, the course, we talk about everything related to building this own mindset tool, right? So there are workbooks on purpose, on values, on mantras, on intention, I, on positivity. I get it now. I have a better visualization on what this program is going to be about now. Gotcha. Yeah. It's going to be it's gonna, it tools for changing your mindset. So you're going to have mantras, meditation, what else? Mantras, meditations, positivity hacks, visualization techniques, vision boarding, goal setting. Um, there'll be purpose. There's a whole workbook on purpose on building out your dream life. Some of this is just planning because we're never going to get where we want to be if we don't actively think about it, right? If we don't, if we shy away from these big goals we have, it's helpful to really think about them and articulate them and journal about them and get clarity. Even this process of journaling on what we want creates more clarity for everybody. And if you don't have clarity, then you'll never get there. How did you get the productivity and the motivation to finish this project? Because part of my issue is that I, I procrastinate a lot. And when I see you, you just seem to like, boom, 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 boom. You have a lot of high energy. Well, thank you. I'll take that as a, as a compliment. Um, obviously a lot of people said that on the show too, that they thought I was like psychotic energy, but, um, I get along with people, I get along with people like that because I'm a little bit more mellow. You know, I, yeah, I, I think, it, you know, it get, opposites can attract light can attract too. like, I do have some friends that are also super high energy and that works in our relationship too. And in, even some of my clients, like one of my girls today is a very, very high energy, which I love about her. Cause we both leave like so amped up, right. Cause our energy is kind of on a similar wavelength, but I I'll be honest a lot of, like I said, I have been working on myself, improving my mindset, improving my clarity, my purpose, just getting really clear on who I want to show up in the world as for eight years, right? And so just knowing exactly what I was put on this planet to do is what powers me. And that's why this program is so powerful because when you know exactly what you're meant to do, you can call on more energy, more strength, more inner power than you ever knew was inside there. You don't feel like you want to procrastinate when you are so, so, so clear on the person you want to show up in the world as and what you want to achieve because there's no time to procrastinate, right? There's obviously a healthy balance. I don't work seven days a week unless I have to, you know, that's not, I don't try to, because I know that it's a very important you know, that, that rest recuperation, that self-care, that extra sleep, that's all a very important part of my creative process. Right. But I think just once again, aligning myself every morning with the fucking girl that I want to show up as the queen that I want to be, that gets me in that space most days of the week. Mm, how do I say this? How did you handle your grief with your father, because my father abandoned me when I was a teenager. And so until this day, I tried to contact him, but for some reason, he seemed very, you know, just don't want to have anything to do with me. So how with your grief when your father passed, like how, how did you accept that, you know, he's, he's, he's gone? You know, I'm first of all, I'm very sorry to hear that and <clears throat> sending you love and healing because I know obviously firsthand how challenging that is, especially as a young woman, you were even younger than me, but I will share this, which I don't know that I've ever talked about before publicly, but 
there was a point in my teenage years where my father did actually just leave. My parents were divorced at the time and he just disappeared and did not, did not show up to pick me up at school one day and just did not come back for like a year and a half. So you, you feel me because you have that experience and, and I don't, that, that I don't, you know, I was so young when that happened. I was like 12, the first time it happened. I was like 16, the second time it happened that I don't, you know, I don't have, I wasn't developing tools for handling that. Right. I think I used my relationships with other people to fill up my emotional cup. Right. So I had a very close knit group of friends that became my family. And I really very much relied on them. I relied on my guy friends for support for things that dads would sometimes do, you know, helping me practice for certain sports or telling me how a relationship should work with the guy I'm dating or whatever. Like I would go to them and get their advice, even study with some of them, you know? So my guy friends became a good source of support for me and my girlfriends, right? So I very much leaned into my friendships and the family that I did have, um, you know, when he passed, passing is different than him being here and then not wanting a relationship with you or me, right? Because I think it feels a little harder if I'm just being honest to have him on this planet and not interested in a connection than knowing that my dad, you know, I'm lucky in the sense that my dad did come to his senses and he came back when I was like 17 or 16 and a half and he wanted a relationship and he apologized, which is hard for many men, right? Your dad may not be coming back because he doesn't know how to explain him leaving. Uh, I don't think I think he have the tools to okay. talk about it. Yeah. You know, it's it, men don't want to apologize. Like the fact that my dad was able to come back and say, I fucked up and I love you and cry in front of me and really be sincere and genuine about it and say, you know, I messed up and I'm sorry. And even though it was really hard for me to take him back, I did because I know that that's not every day that people, right. It's not, I don't want to say repent, right. It's not. I'm not saying he's a sinner, right? But it's just like for people to really um, have that come to Jesus moment where they are able to own their mistakes. That's rare. And it's even harder for men than it is for women, but it's hard for everybody to be really honest with themselves about that. So I took him back. We ended up having a great relationship for the remaining years of, of his life and our time together on earth. And you know, he's gone, but now I, I still do have a spiritual connection with him. And I'm so grateful for that. And I know that he is with me sometimes through very hard things. And then sometimes I'm like, where's that connection? You know, can I get, can I get some love dad? You know, but it's like, I just try to um, appreciate the connection that I do have with him. So I wish that I had more tangible advice for how to handle what you're going through. But I think that you know, what I did do as a young person are all things that you can do and, and probably already doing, which is just building up other relationships around you. I had, I had older mentors. I had older men that I was close with friends, parents, and things that I could go to for advice about, should I take this course or should I take this class? Or what do you think about a career route like this? And I would, I would ask those people questions. So maybe there's a way to fill just a little bit. I know you can't fill that whole void, but some of it with friendships and mentors yeah was your dad sick before he passed is that why or was it natural death you know he was sick he he actually had cancer ever since I was 11 so we knew it was kind of uh, a ticking time bomb and he would get healthy and be in remission and then you know unfortunately it doesn't seem like cancer ever fully goes away so my sister my sister is in remission for cancer right now so fingers crossed 
Well, we're praying for your sister. Yeah, she had a breast uh, breast cancer. She seemed to be doing all right. She's traveling to New York, to to Florida, to Hawaii. She had the vaccine, so I feel like now she actually actually says that she she appreciates life more, and simple things makes her very happy it's not the same as before but she says she needed to go through that in order to uh in order to be satisfied she said she's satisfied with life now not just like content she she doesn't feel like she's missing something in life she just feel healthy and i'm and i'm very very grateful she's living in that space of gratitude. And that's beautiful. I'm, yeah, I'm glad that she got, I mean, look, when you get a second chance like that, and many people do, you know, live through breast cancer. I have a number of friends. I've worked with the Susan G. Komen foundation. Um, so we'll, we'll just be praying for her continued health and her continued gratitude and enjoyment of life. Doing great. Yeah. I, I was going to mention something before, before I have to hop off here soon, my love. Yeah, I was going to mention something before you go that because of the abandonment issue that I had with the father, with my father, I have to be very careful with choosing the correct men. And that's when I have to figure out when is my ego want something and when my intuition wants something, you know? Yep, totally very true. That's a great way to think about that, separating the ego from intuition. We did a podcast on separating intuition from fear on big queen energy, um, too. So I can share that for you. If you uh, want to drop that in the feeder, it's down in our podcast feed. We'll check that out. I thought I binged most of your podcasts already. I binged the one yesterday and the day before that with the Tiffany Chung and then another one, but maybe I did not binge on the intuition and fear. This was a while ago. This was a while ago. Yeah, you gotta you gotta scroll down in that feed, girl. Oh, <laughs> damn it! It's already one o'clock. I really wish you could stay longer, but I know we have a hard time. It's always like this. It's always when you have that chemistry and you started to dig a little bit deeper and able to share more. That's the time. The time cut. Dang it! I really wanted to talk more about dating and men. <laughs> well, maybe we can do that another time. Thank you so much for having me. I'll let you go for your next podcast. Thanks. Well, for thank you so much for having me, Bernadette. I'm sending you love from over here in Florida or New York, wherever I am. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>